Hello Team NXT, I am CD Danny Mac bringing you the NXT TakeOver New Orleans special of the Undisputed Future Podcast. Now before I jump into any coverage, I just want to say this is an anniversary show for me. I began this podcast, WrestleMania weekend, last year, just before, just after NXT TakeOver Orlando, and it has been a wild and fun ride ever since. So thank you if you've been listening to me since then. You're a recent listener. Thank you if you've even hit the play button just once and really making this whole thing worthwhile. Now, the anniversary show, I did plan on having a co-host. I planned on doing some sort of long-distance Skype call as well. But those things will piece together in future episodes. I do have a Superstar Shake-Up special planned, as well as covering the next edition of NXT. But I'm going to bring you all of the coverage from New Orleans, and why bother waiting any longer? Jumping right into the North American title ladder match with Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, the debuting EC3, and Ricochet, as well as Velveteen Dream, and Adam Cole, baby, and Adam Cole would walk out victorious after an amazing ladder match. And I just want to take some time to break down each of these guys individually. Lars Sullivan putting on the big man showing in a ladder match that was required from him. Killian Dane not only doing that, but as well as displaying some athletic prowess as well. A tope suicida comes to mind onto Lars Sullivan. Ricochet, Ricochet wasted no time making an impact here in NXT. From the springboarding shooting star press, in, I want to say, the first maybe three minutes of this matchup, the guy was already bringing the audience to their feet, making me freak out at home. I can only imagine the atmosphere of New Orleans. Ricochet is a long-term NXT talent. He wants to make the brand the best he possibly can, according to his Twitter, and I respect nothing short of the heart of Ricochet, as well as the incredible athletic ability. Lars Sullivan versus Killian Dane, if I could go back to them for a second, will be in action this coming week on NXT television. Hopefully, we get the longer match not interrupted by the North American Championship match. Contenders, Moving on, though, we have EC3. EC3 with the big money, top 1% personality, bringing a Bobby Roode aura back to NXT, in my humble opinion. I see big things for EC3. Derek Bateman, a former NXT talent, more so in the game show earlier days of it becoming a brand, but not finding success, going to Impact Wrestling, running TNA, running it all the way to, I'd say, what was watchable television, in my personal opinion. I enjoyed EC3's run. I learned a lot about him as a talent in TNA and Impact Wrestling. I cannot wait to see what big things NXT holds for him as well. Velveteen Dream, what more can I say about Velveteen Dream since the build for NXT TakeOver War Games and the rivalry of the year with Aleister Black. This young man is my favorite homegrown talent from the Performance Center. I really can't say enough about him other than I want to see Ricochet and Velveteen Dream highlight a TakeOver grudge match slot. The guys have chemistry as I could see from the latter match. It has been a pretty popular match on the NXT live event circuit 
So I hope it gets a chance to continue. Velveteen Dream with an unbelievable Macho Man-like elbow drop from the top of a ladder. Incredible Purple Rainmaker onto Lars Sullivan. A big highlight in this ladder match. And last, but certainly not least, of the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole Bebe, the North American Champion, the inaugural NXT North American Champion. And I really can't say enough about Adam Cole that hasn't already been said. Former multi-time Ring of Honor Champion, one of the most impressive talents to be signed to NXT. I got to see his on-screen debut with the Red Dragon at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, a shirt I am currently wearing. I mean, I try and rock NXT merch anytime I do the show. That's just my personal preference. Adam Cole being a first-time champion was the right call. It was either him or Velveteen Dream for me personally. But from this TakeOver, I wanted to see Undisputed Era run roughshod to William Regal's dismay all over NXT. And this first match really kicked off my theory in a strong way, hint, hint, I'll get to that in a second, but congratulations to Adam Cole for winning the North American Championship. Shifting into women's action, we had Shayna Baszler with the third time is the charm attempt at Ember Moon and the Sheenoms NXT Women's Championship, and Shayna Baszler I had some doubts about her going into this match. I didn't buy her as champion material. I thought too many chances. I saw that unbelievable showing at TakeOver Philadelphia. I watched their NXT televised match, and I thought, okay, maybe enough with the singles action. Maybe Kyrie Sane finds her way in there, and we have a pseudo Mae Young Classic Finals rematch with Ember Moon in a triple threat match for the championship but I did not get that match. We saw Shayna Baszler, the submission magician, show nothing short of resilience, popping her shoulder back into place at one point in this match. Really disturbing footage out there, Team NXT, but it was a highlight in the match. It showed how much Shayna Baszler wanted to be champion, and I can't not respect that, and I also can't not respect the fight of Ember Moon. Ember Moon always seeing herself as the guardian of the division from Shayna Baszler's bullying ways, and Ember fought and fought and fought, even showing signs of a new side of aggression, delivering that same move that Shayna did to Dakota Kai, forcing her to pop that shoulder back into place, but the Eclipse has been kicked out of in the past, but it has not been countered like it was with Shayna Baszler, the submission magician, the queen of spades, locking in a fierce choke and just knocking out Ember Moon of commission. Ember Moon vanquished the women's championship and Shayna Baszler is our new head of the NXT women's division. Her winning the title, Ronda Rousey making a debut. It was a really strong weekend for one half of the four horsewomen of MMA. Shayna Baszler at the top definitely could be, it's not that, okay, we've had a heel presence as strong as this, I want to say going as back as 2015 with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks was the last real heel to hold the NXT Women's Championship, so I could see really good things coming from Shayna Baszler. You can argue that Asuka had a bit of heelish personality at times with her title, even at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, you could read the heel-face dynamic 
as written as Asuka being the heel and Ember being the face, but based on fan reaction, it's always up in the air, especially in towns like Brooklyn, New York. But Shayna being a top heel, especially with a growing women's division, you have Kyrie Sane as the diminutive one in the division with the strongest amount of fight. So there is possibility that the Mae Young Classic Finals is the first rivalry we see after TakeOver New Orleans. I think it's entirely possible, and Ember Moon I see going up to the main roster at some point in the Superstar Shakeup. I'll cover that on my future episode. But shifting back to the Undisputed Era and the NXT Tag Team Titles, as well as the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament, it was the defending Dusty Classic winners, the Authors of Pain, Akam and Rezar, Paul Ellering's Weapons of Destruction, taking on the unorthodox team of Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne, defending their titles was Kyle O'Reilly, and substituting for the injured Bobby Fish, we had Adam Cole, the North American champion, already having gone through that ladder match, and the wounds of battle definitely showed for Adam Cole, and the punishment just kept on coming. I will give this to Adam Cole. He went out there in that ladder match with the mental stress of knowing he has to defend the Undisputed Era's tag team titles later in the night, and he still walked away as the inaugural North American champion, but it was not easy to hold on to those NXT tag team titles for the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole would be slammed through the announce table and put out of commission fairly early in this matchup leaving Kyle O'Reilly to fend for himself until the help of Roderick Strong. Yes, the help of Roderick Strong, a man who has denied access and the invitation to join the Undisputed Era over and over again. Roddy coming to terms and betraying the bruiserweight Pete Dunne and hitting the end of heartache and Kyle O'Reilly would get the pinfall for the Undisputed Era, reclaiming and successfully defending the NXT Tag Team titles, as well as the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament Champions. What a swerve in this one though, folks. I did not expect a bad guy Roderick Strong, especially after the Who is Roderick Strong segments. The work that went into you feeling for this guy and putting your heart out and really becoming a Roderick Strong fan the past year or so, it's it's been a wild ride and I cannot say I expected this from Roddy, but the Undisputed Era does need their numbers with the knee injury to Bobby Fish. I personally don't know how serious potential the injury has, so I think Roddy being another force of the Undisputed Era was a good call in the long run. So Roddy betrays Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole successfully defend their titles. What is next for Undisputed Era? They have seemingly all the gold as well as the Dusty Cup. They're the tag team titles. Adam Cole able to run a singles division with that North American Championship. I see very big things for the Undisputed Era. As for the Authors of Pain, they've done all they can for NXT. I definitely suspect they'll be up. I honestly see them going to SmackDown and hopefully locking up with the Bludgeon Brothers sooner rather than later, but I've been wrong before. I just know that I see them going up 
very, very soon after this WrestleMania weekend conclusion. So Adam Cole, inaugural North American champion, Undisputed Era, still the tag team champions, Shayna Baszler, new women's champion, TakeOver New Orleans was really something special, but it was just championship action after championship action after championship action because Andrade Cien Almas would face Aleister Black for the NXT World title. Yes, I still say world title. It's been defended in the UK, in Japan, all over the United States. I can call it a world title if I do, but give me your thoughts on that Team NXT. Is the NXT Championship a world title in your eyes, especially based on the facts I just laid out for you? But let's get down to the facts that Aleister Black is the new NXT Champion. Andrade, you had a hell of a run. Zelina Vega completely transforming his career. I was unexpectedly entertained by this title run. Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title might have been the best match I have ever seen live. So thank you to Almas and Vega for lighting up this NXT fan's enjoyment. But Aleister Black... I'm just a huge Aleister Black fan, and I've been waiting for this moment. The man is undefeated in singles action as it stands, and he's the new champion. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head to dethrone him. I thought that maybe the Adam Cole and Aleister Black rivalry would rear its head in the main event scene if Adam Cole did not win the North American title. But now that that ship has kind of sailed, who do you think Aleister Black's first opponent could be? I want to see a heel turn from Cassius Ono. I posted this a little while ago. I do want to see him go up in the Superstar Shake-Up or the draft or just a call-up from WrestleMania weekend. Cassius Ono is too good to be an NXT gatekeeper. And if he does have to stay down there, let him put on a personality change as well as a hard-hitting match with Aleister Black for the title that we, the NXT audience, know is capable of happening. So definitely give me your thoughts at podcast underscore UF. Tweet at me as soon as you listen to this. Who do you think Aleister Black's first NXT championship number one contender will be? But last, but certainly not least, it's the Bad Blood Rising. It's the unsanctioned match. It's Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in the main event exactly where it belongs. And it was match of the weekend exactly where I thought it would be. Gargano and Champa tore the house down of the... I can't believe it. You could probably hear the audience reaction from Bourbon Street outside. No problem. What a reaction. What a match. Unbelievable. It was finally the bad blood rising to the surface. And Johnny Gargano would get his proper redemption and his job back in NXT. Now, of course, if you ask Tommaso Ciampa, it's not going to matter because it was an unsanctioned match. It's not in the NXT record books. So that much, I guess, is open for interpretation if you are speaking from the Blackheart's perspective. But I'm all on the side of the Rebel Heart of Johnny freaking wrestling. Johnny pulling out some tactics. I never thought I would see some really hardcore stuff. Some... There was no better storytelling than how much these two guys absolutely despise each other. The mat being ripped off the floor. The hard-hitting turnbuckle spots. 
the ending submission by Johnny Gargano, which I'm not going to spoil the ending for you if you're just listening to this for audio's sake, but the knee brace, it all comes full circle, the crutches as well. Unbelievable match. My hat goes off to the two of you. And if you haven't woken up and realized Johnny Gargano is one of your favorite wrestlers, what are you doing? No, I of course speak on behalf of everybody's rights to cheer and boo who they want. I know there's some people on the side of Tommaso Ciampa in this whole thing because you guys were live there in TakeOver New Orleans. What else can I say about a TakeOver event other than keep calling them spectacles? Just when you think TakeOver Philadelphia's main event could not get much better, Johnny Gargano outdoes himself and delivers a five-star match again with Tommaso Ciampa. Unbelievable things going on this weekend. And if I could just cover the other action in New Orleans very, very quickly, we had Kyrie Sane successfully defeating Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne, another talent showing a lot of premise, showing a lot of promise on NXT television thus far. Definitely a work in progress. Not the first person we've seen come from a NBA dancer background to pro wrestling. Two-time SmackDown Women's Champion Naomi. And we've seen how much she has improved the past number of years. Kyrie Sane continues to remain a favorite of mine in the NXT Women's Division. And I see big things for her taking on Shayna Baszler in a Mae Young Classic Tournament Finals rematch for the NXT Women's title. But going to tag team action, we had Heavy Machinery versus the big money athletes Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. Two teams trading wins back and forth, but we wouldn't get a conclusion in this one because we would have another NXT debut. The formerly known as War Machine, Hanson and Rowe, now known as the War Raiders, invading this match, putting on some of the most unbelievable big men tandem tag team offense. If you're not familiar with these guys' work in the independent scene, definitely check them out. I've seen videos here and there after knowing they've been signed to NXT. Admittedly, I'm not as familiar with them as some of my fan base may be, so please tweet me some matches of War Machine I could check out because these guys have me excited. War Raiders coming in, I don't know what kind of characters they're going to be, but they're going to be the badass barbarians I expect. I have very high hopes for the future of the NXT Tag Team division. So a debut, another victory for Kyrie Sane, and an unbelievable takeover that really sums up all of the action that took place in New Orleans. It was a great WrestleMania weekend, a great time sitting down here and getting to do an anniversary show with you guys. Granted, I would have liked to have some back and forth conversation. It kind of seems like I'm sitting here talking to my dog. So if you press the play button and you sat through this episode, I really, really, really appreciate every single person listening. Special shout out to my guys over at Who Got Next, Who Got Fridays. Check them out as well for your additional NXT coverage. I know my boy Nick was live at TakeOver New Orleans and got to see that Gargano and Champa spectacle live for himself, so shout out to Nick G, and shout out to everybody involved here in Team NXT, don't forget that Team NXT shirts 
are available on Teespring, a donation will be made to make a wish with every purchase. So if you haven't picked up a t-shirt yet, I would really, really appreciate it. The link is on the Twitter. I'll be tweeting it out more this week. So thank you for listening. I am CD Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice for NXT coverage. I hope it still sounds that way because my allergies are killing me during this springtime season, although it hasn't really felt that way in the Northeast. But shifting away from that, let's do the social media wrap-up at podcast underscore UF. You heard me mention it earlier, is the Twitter. Tweet at me any reactions to New Orleans. Tweet tweet at me for any reactions to the Superstar Shake-Up. I'll get to that special this week. At Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word is the Instagram. Check out pictures of myself. Check out pictures of the new call-ups. Check out pictures of my dog. You'll see it all on the Instagram. And like me on Facebook if you haven't already. I appreciate all the numbers going on over there as well. And whatever podcast platform you use, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or any of the third-party sites that I'm available on that are even slipping my mind, Thank you so much for reaching out and being a part of Team NXT. This has been the Undisputed Future Podcast one-year anniversary episode. I guess we could call it episode 48. Thank you so much. Everybody have a great week, and I hope you enjoyed your WrestleMania weekend.